0: Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years. Decades. Of seeking. Seeking what could create more ease in life. And trying
1: every modality possible.
0: Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions.
1: A mission to have conversations about what creates ease
0: what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health.
1: Hello, you.
0: Hello. We're always giggling as we come onto these things. I know, because we're funny. <laughs> I know. All
1: right, Miss Kraft. So, talk to me about out creating your diagnosis. Tell me something. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. Well, I was looking at what is up for my folks, and um, a few of my members were. Well, one in particular had a really intense physical diagnosis recently, and then others were talking about um, still struggling with kind of past mental health diagnoses, whether it be depression or eating disorders or whatever. So I was just looking at this for what else is possible. And the first thing that was pinging for me was simply that a diagnosis is a conclusion. There's just no room for question and possibilities in there. And especially in my journey through psychology, there wasn't a lot of consistency between practitioners and what they would actually diagnose someone with. Like 10 practitioners could look at one person and come up with 10 different diagnoses. So it's kind of like, how relevant, true, and real is this thing that yeah. we've like praised almighty God to yeah. well, and
1: Like what's the purpose of a diagnosis? So I actually, I forget where I read it, some book somewhere, I'm sure it was true, seemed true actually, was yeah. that, 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 that there's a big book of diagnoses and it was actually invented by the um, pharmaceutical companies in mm-hmm. order to be able to prescribe a drug. So the whole purpose of a diagnosis was drug prescription. Yeah. And um, so that's just interesting in and of itself of like, okay, not that everybody uses it for that, but what I see a lot of not, what I see some people using their diagnosis for is to explain their difficulties. So I can't because of my diagnoses. And that's where, that's the only thing that I see is incredibly disempowering about it. It's like, I could be, di- I'm sure I had PTSD you know, going through my life, and I, it was yeah. I was undiagnosed in that way. But I remember very vividly, like being given the label of survivor instead of so. When I first you know came out about the sexual abuse that happened in my family, there was a huge it was a huge number of years where we were in the system, and I was going to see all these therapists, and you know I would go and I would tell my story, and I would they would take me through what they thought would be healing about that, and they would say, "Well, look, you're not a victim; you're a survivor," and for my entire life i created myself I, I followed that i was like well i was proud of myself for that i was you know it was part of my story i actually remember very vividly and um i had my first big access consciousness class with dane you know like this was my story and 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 what ended up giving me freedom was going beyond the story which was like it took a bit like it was a process but in was list was to stop identifying myself as a survivor and start looking at are you a survivor are you in this case like an infinite being are you like something more than that Mm -hmm. and it was starting to claim myself as the something more than that that actually started to give me freedom I I think the target of the therapist was to like make me feel good and like no you're not you know you're not a victim you're a survivor you got through this and And I appreciate that so much, but it didn't give me the freedom I was looking for. It actually kept me in the story of my sexual abuse and why I couldn't have great relationships, why this was hard for me, why Mm -hmm. I was constantly reactive because I was a survivor of sexual abuse. Um, So that's where I see the big disservices.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I get that, as even as you were talking, the survivor and, and victim thing. It's like they're two yeah. ends of the same stick. Like it doesn't totally. feel a lot better. It's like, well, great, this thing still happened to me, and now I had to get over it. it. I survived it, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, and now I'm stuck with this, you know, complex trauma. That this is why I am the way I am. This is why I struggle with this. And that's like a lot of psychology is let us figure out why you are the way you are. And people love to like mentally masturbate over that. Why? Tell me why. Like they want to dwell in You're that. You I have never had those What else can we choose? Yeah. What else?
1: You're like, but why? And I'm like, well, is that going to get... I mean, it why was a big thing? Why was a big thing for me too? It took me yeah. years to like... In the beginning, like, for sure. Quit it. Yeah. Quit it. I had to quit. Why? <laughs> I quit you. Why? <laughs> Yeah. But I had to, I mean, I wanted to know, I under trying to understand was a huge thing for me. Like yes. I think even until like, I don't know, not that long ago, two years ago, maybe I was constantly trying to understand why people chose what they chose, which means I was constantly trying to understand why I chose what I chose. And I had to kind of constantly keep hitting that why wall. Cause I would go to someone, why? And, they, you know, and I would remember, I would listen to Gary, I'm like, well, the ultimate in understanding is people choose what they choose because they choose it. And the thing I finally got to mm-hmm. with that, because that pissed me off but set me free, was that I wanted to know mm-hmm. why so that I didn't have to know the full picture of what the other person was choosing or what it was that I was choosing. I didn't want yeah. the full-on information. Mm-hmm. Because if they did that to me because they were sexually abused somehow that softened it but it didn't really set me free it didn't really like when I finally just looked at like they chose that because they chose that because they chose that I was like wow I could then look at is that something I would choose like no oh I'm different and all of a sudden like everything else just kind of like melted out of existence so well, it's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's Sorry. kind of like that's the whole thing with um, like so when I left the VA and started yeah. coaching on I'm like, I don't I'm not diagnosing, I'm not diagnosing. Yeah. um, And so people would often ask, do you take insurance? I'm like, I can't because I don't diagnose. It's the same. The insurance companies wow. require the diagnosis to be reimbursed. And it was the same actually at the VA. Um, veterans were rated based on their disability mental or physical and they were re-rated on that regularly over time so there was a financial incentive to remain sick to some degree and so i sense that this is where the diagnosis for me is a huge limitation because it's like people are so identifying with it then it's like this badge of honor right it's like well, I'm part of this club the ADHD club that's another big one right now right everyone's you know got some sort of level of focus or attentional stuff yeah, And it's like, we're not looking at, well, what else is possible? Because it's like, I have this. Okay, great. So now what?
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Well, I think, I, and honestly, with this conversation, I kind of get there's two camps of people. There's the people that want to obtain their yes. diagnosis and live there. And then there's the, yeah. the camp where they sort of obtain a diagnosis and they're like, "Oh, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, You know, sort of, it yeah. sort of great. And I would say we're probably talking to that group because. Yes. So you know, if you're listening to this and you are like your diagnosis is important to you, then you need to like really just need to have that. You know, Um, if you know that there's something beyond that, then then seek it because um, every freedom I've ever gotten, I I, the only way I've been able to create the life that I'm living now and to continue to create more all the time is to recognize that I'm the source of everything that shows up in my life. And Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what I found with how i was living before in the therapy world is that i wasn't the source things happened to me i was damaged and i could overcome it i could somehow like learn to function with a missing limb or a missing arm but i was damaged and that was always going to be some sort of you know limiting thing in my life and so that's what i was taught so i walked through the world living that out you know living damaged and creating damage and it didn't i couldn't create much from there I created yeah. limited money, I created you know, really hard relationships, I was depressed all the time, I was sad all the time. So the only thing that's given me, personally, access to a greater ability with creating my life was the freedom that comes from, you are the source of everything that shows up in your life. Does that mean I'm the source of mean people? No, mean people just yeah. exist, and they do yeah. shitty things, and sometimes you're in the way. Yeah. What, well, what did, yeah, what did that create for me, anyway?
0: 100 percent. yeah no well i'm looking at like i mean when i was first diagnosed you know with depression anxiety and eating issue a lot like early 20s and i started therapy it was a relief quite frankly because i was going into so much shame about the way i was functioning so it was almost like oh wait it's this thing almost like outside it's not me so it would start to create some like okay this is i have something to put my attention on i like why this is the way it is um and then that's where I get then the next step is, OK, well, what else could I choose here to start to create some, start to really detach from it and create something else? Yeah. But I, I get this is only possible if we're in a lot of allowance and gain out of judgment with right where we're at. Otherwise, we're just going to keep hanging a brick wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was um, watching something on Naomi Judd, Naomi, no, sorry, the Judds. No, the Judd sisters, yeah, have a mom. I think her name is Naomi. Anyway, the juds they were a mom-daughter <laughs> yeah. duo, and the mom ended up killing herself from depression. And I watched a little, like, I don't know, seven or eight-minute YouTube video of an interview with Ashley Judd and this famous interviewer, and talking about this, and – you know one of the things that I hear a lot in these different interviews that are out there right now where people are really trying to figure out how do we how do we handle this, how do we handle this big mental health topic they're really they're we're grappling with it now at least yeah. you know we're like, yeah, how do we work with this You know one of the things she said was like I had to remember when it when my mom was talking at certain times that it wasn't her talking, it was the depression mm. and I have a lot of I have a lot of empathy for her going through this whole process because like when you, when you work, you do the best you can with the information you have. And right now yeah. we really are living in a diagnosis, happy culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like more than ever. I, you know, if you look on Netflix, the number of like documentaries that are out there about like all the different medications people are getting addicted to. And like, we're just diagnosis happy yeah. at the moment, yeah. you know? And so with the diagnosis comes a pill and then there you go. But I also got like, it's an attempt to try to understand something with the belief underlying that if I understand this, then I can be helpful, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought, gosh, what would it have created for them, their whole family in recognizing that there's actually whole universes of things going on and whole universes of abilities happening here that if somebody could expose them to might be a choice to look at for this yeah. person that's struggling, you know, abilities with awareness and abilities with, you know, picking up on things. And I, so I guess what gets abandoned in the light of diagnosis is the possibility of it not being something wrong, but it being something right, it being something that's actually a capability of yours. And that mm-hmm. doesn't even get looked at.
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, so I mean, I guess in the way I've been like, Lately, seeing it, I mean, I mean, obviously, Dana's has always called called us like a rate radio receiver. I'm like it's kind of like also a, an instrument, like actual, yeah. actual instrument that we're constantly attempting to tune, like tune up, tune, play, and do all the things right. And it's like picking up all the frequencies of the symphony at the same time. So it's right that like reverbs in the instrument. I'm getting yeah. right now and so it's like you're picking up on that and that's certainly and you're living in the instrument it. And you're, like- you're in it and you're in the instrument and you're in the symphony it's like ah, oh, so and so but if you're not taking your focus and attention to attuning your instrument then you're just going to be like I don't know I mean like I'm thinking of like what's the Muppet in the I think Sesame Street that's in the trash can. Like, you I know, don't know what his name is. He's Oscar. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. in the trash can. He's and like, he's, trash grouchy. Can. he's grouchy. He's grouchy because he's in the can. And that's all he can hear is the reverb, right? I don't, I don't know where that came from. There oh, you know. it's great. I love it so much. Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, and I had, I had to really work with my. I mean, I, I mean I, I've said this a lot, but when I found the body of tools that set me free, i had not really worked with myself with those tools like it wasn't an overnight thing because i was yeah. so conditioned to reacting to all the reverb like so the reverb was happening mm. and i was just in a constant constant state of reaction yeah which i would say probably most diagnoses are i don't know yes. i think we'd have to go into each one and sort of pull it apart i mean adhd is actually an ability with future and awareness and fast and speed and like When you break these different things down, there's these incredible abilities that just don't fit into normal society. And because they don't fit in, and like as an ADHD kid, you can't stay quiet in the class. They get a diagnosis slapped on them and a pill given so that you do fit in. So you kind of also really have to zoom out and go, what's the purpose of this diagnosis? What are we attempting to create with this? But well, and a, that, yeah, yeah, I mean, well like, that's the
0: thing with a lot of the mental health diagnoses is that we're seeing it more as like adaptations to yeah. reality, right? So whether it be trauma, then you're adapting your nervous system as fight or flight, or you're coping by being really a people pleaser or codependent, right? We're coping in all these ways. And then that looks like a diagnosis. But I also love the inclusion of especially something like ADHD or neurodivergence, where it's just like folks yeah. are just really freaking aware. Their radio receivers are like very highly calibrated, like the fancy instruments that are picking up on all the, yeah. And we aren't
1: all the same. We aren't all the same. We're not even the same kind of creature. Like we're, you know, and that, if you look at where diagnoses come from, it's like you diverge in this way and therefore you are, this is what's wrong with you. Yeah. So divergence is considered wrong and therefore diagnosed as I have this what is i have this disease i have this thing yeah and so there are things that go on with your body i mean like i'm seeing so many like different autoimmune things that you know Mm -hmm. come out right now different but are we really looking at like what is autoimmune that we've never considered that actually changes it or are we looking at how can we medicate this illness we're like already labeling it as something that's wrong and is the body doing stuff yeah the body's doing stuff if we didn't judge it if we didn't determine that it was right or wrong bad or good if we took it out of that framework completely and we just looked at it what is this we would kind of go well what can we do with it what Mm -hmm. the pharmaceuticals have said i know what we can do with it we can call it something we can give a pill
0: make a lot of money yeah (laughs) i mean that's
1: one idea you know Mm -hmm. somebody else has said well we're going to call it something and we're not going to take a pill we're in this camp we're in the no pill camp I mean, so then we choose our camps, but what if we stayed out of any conclusions and we were just like, Well what is this? Well well this is occurring and this is occurring and this is occurring. Okay, well what can we do with it? Can we change it?
0: If so, how can I change it? If we
1: say if we can, how? You know? What weird different thing does it need changing? Is it required to be changing? Is it just different? Like what's happening? Mm,
0: yeah. I mean, I've looked at that recently with my scoliosis. I've been yeah. like severe. It's considered severe. And there were times when I went to a lot of resistance and reaction to it where it was like, I need out of this body because I couldn't, I, I couldn't even tolerate it. It's like I was going in so much wrongness about it. Um, but when I'm in allowance and kind of where I'm at now is also like, well, what is right about it? What if this is exactly the way my body it, like what if there's nothing wrong it doesn't desire to be the like right posture that everyone has decided to me it's like well what kind of strength can i build up to have it not even be something i'm aware of right that is yeah. just part of my body not yeah and i
1: would really play with too like for me the access consciousness tool is such a gift because you can you literally can destroy and uncreate all your diagnoses you can literally yeah. like eliminate that energy from your world so that your body actually has a chance to create what it can create because if you look at what, what would they have to judge your butt, Like, what was your body determined to be based on what? Like, what did they base mm-hmm. that on?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, well, with, for which diagnosis? Anything? I mean, let's yeah. try
1: scoliosis. Like, oh, scoliosis.
0: Yeah, so basically that it's curving so much off center, right? But
1: according to which center? Like, what's yeah. the right center for you? Mm-hmm. Now, I understand it's probably like uh, there can be discomfort, like is there? Yeah, stuff so that it's goes like
0: so it? other so because basically I mean they don't know the cause, which is really interesting. It just something causes muscles to overfire to pull the spine into like a twisted kind of rack. And so okay. some there can be like crunching of like vertebrae or extra tight muscles or can compress organs. So it can be something. However, I also get that, you know, when I am really mobile, I'm low stress, and I'm doing a lot of strength training, I feel pretty good. So, yeah. and you know, when
1: like, did this begin? When did it start? When did I, all that? It back... was
0: diagnosed at five, which is okay. interesting. So it had to be. So,
1: so this is something to, interesting to look. I mean, this is where yeah. when you start really, when you just change camps and you start really looking at energies and like when things got decided, you end up finding usually, I would say 99% of the time, that at the moment something was decided, that was the moment the physical manifestation began. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And you know, like I, and then there's another thing where it's like, what also occurs is that when you have unacknowledged abilities, like unacknowledged healing abilities, for example, or unacknowledged entity abilities, spirit abilities, for example, you can have all kinds of physical symptoms. I know a girl that um, had uh psoriasis on her whole body really severe like for years Mm -hmm. um she's actually a certified facilitator and it wasn't until she started like exploring and claiming her ability with the spirit world which who the fuck talks about that that her skin healed so she was diagnosed with psoriasis but in starting to work with and acknowledge and claim her abilities with the
0: spirit world her skin got better that shouldn't happen no you're diagnosed as psychotic in mental health Right? Like right. you're schizophrenic or something. So I've seen
1: a lot of miracles happen with things that have been diagnosed, including PTSD, including psoriasis, yeah. including cancer, including all these things that change when you include the universe of, when did this get created, you include the universe of energy. What did you decide? Mm-hmm. What did that decision create? And how can we change it? hmm Which so, is I the mean,
0: opposite of conclusion, right? When absolutely we're not in diagnosis land, it's just kind of looking at things with an awareness and possibilities versus coming to conclusion.
1: Yeah, so, you know, out creating your diagnosis can have, can take a lot of different forms. It's like, you know, are you using it to free yourself? Or are you using it to limit what you can choose or to explain what you can choose? You know, how are you using your diagnosis? What was the purpose of it in the first place? And is it contributing? It might be. Maybe for some people it's contributing. And was it just there to kind of give you some information and now you can move on or something else? You know, it's like, yeah. What's your diagnosis and how are you using it? And is it <laughs> relevant anymore?
0: Yes. Well, so I brought that up in the call because they in psychology they call they talk about it as secondary gain, which just yeah. means like what do you get out of it? So it's like yeah. if you're dealing with a lot of chronic pain, do you get more help? Do you not have to ask permission? to rest? You know, what are people doing nice things for you? Like, what is that that you're been refusing to choose to ask for yourself or give yourself the permission to listen to your body and get out of judgment? So I get it's a similar idea.
1: It's a similar idea. Yeah. When I've I've spoken before in other episodes about how like, after we moved to Latin America, this was was really hard. Our relationship was really hard. And one of the things that I kept doing was I kept explaining why I was having such a hard time because my mom, because my childhood, because my, and finally one day he was like, and I heard myself doing it, but I wasn't really willing to stop. And finally one day Andres had been on enough of my calls. He's like, look, the past is not relevant. Like, you know, <laughs> like, okay. So you had a rough time. Like what if, I don't know what he said. It was something like that. And it, it kind of shook me. Cause I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm not really looking for a different choice here. I'm just explaining to you why I'm, being this way which was really not pleasant for any of us it was hurting my body it was hurting the relationship it was like and finally one day i just like made a demand of myself i just wasn't going to do that anymore i wasn't going to like keep using the past as the reason i was choosing i was going to force myself to really look at that i was choosing it and that's when it started to change yeah and i to me that's like the self it's the information we're missing and also the self Strength we're almost missing. I don't know what that is exactly but like the self diligence or discipline We're missing to really force ourselves to look at like regardless of what you've been through. It's still what you're choosing Yeah, and is that what you want to continue choosing? That's what that puts you face to face with of like Do you want to keep choosing this is creating the life you want to have you're the source of everything that shows up in your life? and that's the only thing that Aggressive me has been able to use to create something different because otherwise I would just run all over everybody as a survivor (laughs) victim. I would i did I'm a survivor okay i'm a survivor i went through sexual abuse so therefore i mean i was doing that like crazy yeah.
0: well and i this is where it's just it is effortful it is like going to the gym and lifting weights and where yeah. we're training our attention to not be kind of stuck in the story and the why and looking at okay what else could i choose if this isn't working for me what else is possible but i get that we can only get to that place of, okay, I'm the creator of my reality, but only if we're out of judgment because we're going into a lot of shame about it. This is where people, I think, get stuck is then it's like, oh, my God, why am I choosing this? I'm like, why would I ever – what's going on here? And going into judgment about fighting their bodies and all sorts of stuff around that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is where I don't know another better tool than tools of access because they yeah. actually look have you start to look at, well, okay, so what it, is the why going to get you to where you want to go? Is knowing yeah. why going to set you free? That's the thing I always have to look at. Does it set you free? If it doesn't set you free, then what's the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. To explain it. So after you know why, are you do you have more choices?
0: Well, you could forever find the why, right? It's like who you have to known... invent the why. Yeah, because who who decided it's right? What's the right why? Tell me the right why. Why is it happening? Yeah. Why Why did it rain? Well, isn't that? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because we always talk about this, um, you and I, about like uh, neurolinguistic programming. I learned about what most people are focusing their attention on between the why, what, how, and what if. And why, why, why are we talking about this? Why is what most of the population wants to know first. They don't want to know what it is. They don't want to know how to fix it. They want to know why. Yeah. So what's the purpose of why? <sighs> to not choose. To judge. <laughs> right. Yeah. To judge. Oh, to judge. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is.
1: It's exactly what you said. Yeah. To judge in order to determine what not to choose. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me why, and I'm like, "Mm, nah,
0: (laughs) that doesn't resonate with me.
1: No, that's not true for me. Yeah. Like that doesn't doesn't align with my purpose. If I don't tell you why, if I just go, Hey, this, choose it or don't, you're like, it's confronting. Why? I'm like, Oh, I don't know.
0: Why, why would you (laughs) want to
1: choose it? (laughs) I know why I'm doing it. What is this for you? It actually yeah. forces you into choice. And that's mm-hmm. what most people aren't willing to do is choose. Most of us aren't willing to choose. And, and trust me, like when I get into my moments, I'm in an unwillingness to choose too. I'm not perfect yeah. at all. But I have to catch myself in the unwillingness in order to become willing mm-hmm. to choose. You know, So the why actually is to stimulate judgment in order to not have to choose. Well, tell no. me why. And usually no. tell me why is I've already chosen not to do it. But if you tell me why, I might be able to be talked into it. But you have to prove it to me.
0: And so, I so, I mean, so there's so many more. different
1: facets of why, right? Like, <laughs> well, why am I doing this? Well, you do it because you do it because you do it. But
0: that's insane. Yeah. I have to judge myself. for choosing it. So it's
1: insane. So you do insane yeah. things. But then I'm wrong. Are you? Mm. What if you're not? What if you're just doing insane things? Do you want to keep choosing insane things or do you want to choose things that actually make you happier? Well, I guess I want to choose things that make me happier. Well, what would that be like? I mean, it sparks a whole different conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You end up over here actually creating your life instead of over here understanding it. mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I love to understand things. so good, right?
1: (laughs) Until you don't. And you're like, (laughs) okay, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I'm just (laughs) choosing something else. It doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. No. No, I don't need to... No, and that, that's actually kind of what I've noticed for me. It's been recently, like, with the business, I would say. It was, like, last year. Let me understand. Let me figure it out. And now I'm, like, or I could just choose and create what I want to create versus going into needing to know why and how. And yeah.
1: You're, like, choose. well, why isn't this working? I'm, like, well, is that going to make it
0: work? <laughs> <laughs> all, I still love the why. Oh,
1: my God. I love so good. Addiction to why. That's yeah. so new. Oh, my
0: God. That could be a show.
1: Oh, my God, That could be a class. Mm-hmm. Yeah breaking the addiction to why
0: so well anyway possible.
1: Okay. okay cool if you guys have questions about this
0: <laughs> i'm sure we got more find, find us on social
1: <laughs> all right see you next time bye thank you so much for joining us today we have a request if you found benefit from today's episode we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe leave us a review or share it with someone you know would benefit until next time